0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops FanCast, a podcast for Mavs fans. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Martin Myers.
1: Hey, hey guys. I don't know why you <laughs> decided to say my what last that? name.
0: That's me. You're off. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, the Mavericks won tonight against the Lakers. It was, uh, I'd say this is probably so far maybe one of the biggest wins of the season. I think we said that after the Rockets game the other night, but this one I think I think might... this
1: one goes into the best because the Lakers had the best record in the NBA. Yeah. They were had one ten in a row.
0: So here's a here's a stat from Tim Cato that I think is noteworthy. So the Mavericks are undefeated and win by an average of twenty six points when Dirk attends a game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um but seriously there there are a lot of Noteworthy things about this game. So, um, after this, 538 Sports has the Mavs at a 96% chance to make the playoffs and a 6% chance to make the finals, which I think is interesting. But yeah, yeah. Um, they're also currently projected to win 52 games. Now, the Lakers were on a 10 game winning streak coming into this game. And obviously the Mavericks beat them. So the last time they broke a 10-game winning streak was in 2000, the 2010-2011 season when they basically they broke, everybody's broke everybody's streak. streak. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of things that are happening this season that haven't happened since that season. I think another one was the start they got off to on their road winning streak. Yeah, they're
1: 7-2 and two now yeah. on the road.
0: So, uh, I mean, obviously I don't think they're going to make the finals, but it kind of... It says what kind of team it is. And like, I don't want to get too high on things. I think they do, like I've talked about consistency with the role players, like different weaknesses they have. I don't think they're like a championship team, but it kind of shows you the the quality of the team that they are this year.
1: Yeah. It's nice to see that they are potentially a, a good team. I mean, they are a good team. I mean, so far this, this season, we're 20 games in now mm-hmm. and they are 14 and six, 13 and six. Yeah. So 19 games into the season, and that's usually a measuring stick is 20 games, and you're 13 and 6, so you have to look – got to be really happy with that. They've had some really – I know they've had some terrible losses, but they've also had some really nice wins. The win in Denver, the win in Houston, in Phoenix the other night. at Phoenix is tough to, to beat at home. This year they're not as good, but it's still hard to win. yeah. And against L.A. on the road in Los Angeles, which is for the Mavericks is like almost impossible for them to pull out a a win. So they've had some really nice wins this season. And if we just erase those two Knicks losses, this team's record looks way different.
0: Yeah. So here's kind of like where I would put what I think of the Mavericks so far this year, because they do have the big wins against like the the Nuggets and. Um, the Rockets and obviously this one against the Lakers but then they also the some of the losses they have are again against the Lakers um, which was a win let's truly, be honest okay. they won okay. both times against the Lakers I and don't then, care what the record says and then against uh the Celtics and then against the Clippers
1: mm-hmm.
0: so they've had some big wins against really good teams and then they have they have some losses so I think that they are a top five team in the west but that's one reason why I don't think they're you know, they're not going to contend this year because they are very good. But in some ways, they're still kind of young and they show these inconsistencies with role players who have, you know, clearly never really been in this situation before.
1: Yeah. And every year there's really I know everybody says there's there's 10 possible contenders, <laughs> but there's really only one or two True. or three teams that really have a chance. And I believe those teams are Milwaukee, Milwaukee, And the Clippers. Yeah. Outside of them, I think everybody else is kind of in the same category. I know we lost to the Celtics in Boston. It's hard to win there. You know, wait till we play them again in our home court. So I think those two teams are the definite front-runner contention title teams. But outside of that, everybody beneath them, I think it's more of kind of an even keel and the Lakers, one thing that's been brought out after this game is is they really lack outside shooting. Yeah. And I love how Skin Wade said, against bad teams, your role players tend to make their shots that they normally wouldn't make, which is so true. We've seen that firsthand with yeah, the Mavericks. Yeah, with the Mavs, yeah. But when they play good teams, those shots just don't go in as much. And that's the problem that the Lakers have. And it's kind of a problem that the Mavs have, but the Mavs in two games against the Lakers really outplayed them by a mile in this one and beat them on the previous game, yeah. even though Dwight cheated and we lost.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think, like you said, the Clippers are the only team in the West that really scare me. And then even playing the Lakers tonight and, and watching the game, even though they have a better record than the Clippers, I think the Clippers are oh. much better. The yeah.
1: Clippers have another level. They, they now, do. we haven't seen it since they played the Mavs. I think they they turned on that gear yeah. when they played Dallas because they were like, this is a legit offensive team let's test our defense and in all honesty it
0: was great (laughs) it was amazing I mean
1: it was it was a chokehold type of defense but then the very next night they let Memphis score like 114 and then they lost to the Spurs so they're like that team where they're going to turn it on when they have to which is the playoffs and then uh, really outside of that I don't know the Lakers don't scare me that much outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis they're really a weak team even weaker than the Mavericks supporting cast
0: yeah they definitely don't have the depth that the Clippers have and I think that's what makes the Clippers so dangerous Mm -hmm. it's like because the Lakers have a good defense just like the Clippers Lakers have superstars like the Clippers but the Clippers depth is just like you never get a break whereas with the Lakers you know, really, the Mavs were down. They were losing for a lot of it. But then when the benches came in, the Mavs were just better. They just mm-hmm. overpowered them. And, of course, Luka took over in the third. So, yeah, they, they lacked that depth. Tonight, you saw the shooting. It just And Danny Green there. didn't make his shots yeah. tonight. Yeah. And
1: uh, it was good. It's a, it's a good win. Now, Dallas has won. They beat Phoenix. Really, I, I loved how in both of these games, against Phoenix and in L.A., they responded well when Phoenix took the lead in the third quarter, they went up by 10. Carlisle calls a timeout. They regroup, and they come out with this mental, this mindset of, we're just going to come back and win this game. Likewise, against the Lakers, the Lakers started off the game hot. Mm-hmm. They started off as if, hey, we're going to end this game early. And Dallas regrouped, and they had that mentality to come back. Now, a lot of people talk about the Mavs because of that loss against the Clippers they say they're a soft team and and the Clippers expose their softness. Don't get me wrong. The Clippers were physical and the Mavericks were not as physical, but there's a difference between being physical and being soft. A lot of people forget that being tough is being tough minded. It's being able to make the shot when it matters most, being able to have that tough mindset where you get down in a game and you are able to come back and win against a team who's throwing the kitchen sink at you. That's what it means to be tough, not throwing your elbows and pushing people down on the floor.
0: Yeah, I will say I think that mentality of kind of not fading and not collapsing, I've seen that really starting with the Toronto win, which was just after their second loss to the Knicks. And I know those two losses, they come up, all the time because Mm -hmm. they were just awful. Um, But honestly, I think it was a real turning point for the team, because if you look at their record before that, it was like two wins, a loss, a win, a loss, Mm -hmm. two wins, a loss, a win, a loss, loss. But after that, they went on to win five in a row. They lost to the Clippers, and then they've, they've now won two in a row. And so I think they've kind of developed a little bit of a resiliency. You can see whenever they get down They don't just crumble. And so, like, as as bad as those losses were, you can kind of see a different team and that they have that. And also, their role players since then have played better. And that was kind of one of the problems they had that we talked about was that these guys, they would only play well at home or in big games, they would choke, they wouldn't Mm -hmm. show up, and it was just Luca. But ever since then, you know... um, Tim Hardaway Jr has been on this hot streak. Delon uh, or yeah, Delon Wright has been playing well, but uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is making his threes and so like obviously resilience just as a team, but really their role players have kind of stepped up. And I don't know why. I don't know if they realized how important they are, but they just they've been a different team. Like not just in any sort of like, you know, hocus pocus mental kind of thing, but just on the court, the way that they play, they're just playing better.
1: when I feel like the coaching has tightened up a little bit more. The rotation—remember yeah. early on in yeah. the season, was, people were in and out, in and out. They played three-minute stretches, come out. You know, Seth Curry wouldn't get a, a minute. You yeah. play the first four minutes of the game, and we were starting Courtney Lee. Yeah, you know, and it's like so. A lot of the the things that coaching staff They've has kind of cleaned out. up. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so the players are able to play with more of a rhythm. And uh, they know that they're, they're going to possibly get minutes. So one guy that has been getting more minutes the last couple of games is Justin Jackson. Yeah. And uh, he has really performed well.
0: Yeah, Justin Jackson tonight, he was really good. He finished the game with 15 points. He was 3-for-5 on three-pointers. He was really like a spark spark plug off the bench, which was good because Tim Hardaway Jr. had a bad night. He struggled tonight, yeah. Yeah, he was 0-for-7 on three-pointers. But I thought that slack was really picked up by Jackson and then also a little bit by DeLon Wright.
1: I will say Twitter is brutal. Like literally. (laughs) The
0: internet. The world is brutal. The world is brutal.
1: Tim Hardaway (laughs) doesn't play very well tonight. You're not gonna play well every game, yeah. and everybody's already saying bench him, cut
0: him, <laughs> cut him,
1: whatever. And it's like, dude, just yeah. you're allowed a bad game. This
0: guy, he's a really sensitive guy, yeah, too. He is, you know, yeah. I feel bad for him. So, yeah, he had he had a bad game, but I think that's what the past ten games he's averaging over 15 points, yeah. and the past five games he's averaging like 20. So, I mean, I don't think he's gonna average 20 for the season, but like right around that 15 to 17 mark, that's what mm-hmm. he's been doing, and I think. You know, this was one bad game, but I think he'll be fine yeah. after this.
1: I think what you're seeing now a lot with the Mavericks, why they're winning, is their best player is just better yeah. than anybody else. Than the other
0: team's best player.
1: The Mavs have the best player on the court.
0: 99% of the time.
1: Even tonight, I know it's LeBron and Anthony Davis, <laughs> but just the way that he's playing compared to them too. although those guys are good, and LeBron for some stupid reason is in the MVP candidates just because it's LeBron James. You know,
0: on that note, it was funny. So the Lakers fans were uh, chanting MVP for LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I was like, I don't think you You, know what MVP means. Of course the, (laughs)
1: the chant wasn't very loud either, but anyway, continue. And Luca right now, this season has been playing better than both of those guys. So Luca was the better player on the court, the best player on the court. Yeah. Right now. Don't kill me, people. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. Don't at me. Don't at me, yeah. And uh you saw in the third quarter, he kind of inserted his will into mm-hmm. the game and took over. And the Mavs took a 20-point lead. And they never relinquished yeah. their lead and won the game. So Mavs fans, you got to – I don't know if you realize mm-hmm. what you have. Like we have <laughs> that guy, yeah. We have that guy that is going to be the best player in the league that every team wants, that every player wants to play with, and he plays for our team. And not only that, he he shows up. This is Los Angeles.
0: I know. That's. I was thinking. Sorry, you can. Well, Go ahead. I was thinking that during the game. Like, this is a huge stage, mm-hmm. and you know, it, like we've talked about throughout the season how some of these guys struggle to show up in those big moments. In the past few years, that's been a problem. And it's a problem for a lot of guys, but I was like, man, can you imagine this guy on this huge stage and he is not scared. No, He delivers, like he he gets better in those Mm -hmm. moments. That is extremely rare. Like you can have a good player or a great player and we've had some of those, but to have a guy that does better in high-pressure situations—that is extremely rare.
1: Well, and that's the difference between having an all-star and a superstar. Yeah, a, a legit superstar. Another thing I noticed, and they talked about it in the the broadcast after the game, is Luka's game kind of changed, especially in that second quarter. At mm-hmm. first, I mean, the Lakers were crowding. him. Yeah, It was getting doubled like, everywhere every time. he went. There was yeah. there was a, two guys waiting for him, and a couple of times he forced it. And it was a turnover, or it was a contested layup, which, or a charging call, <laughs> which was the worst charging call yeah. one had ever. I mean, LeBron was, <clears throat> anyways, but in that second quarter, when that bench was in and the ball movement really kind of messed up the Lakers' so called good defense, which I don't think they really are that good on defense. It, it's easy when you play 10 straight teams that are Troop below that 500. Suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when he came back in, he didn't force it. He did a lot of quick passes. He drove it, but his intention was not to try to finish. It was to to pass. Yeah. yeah. To kick it out. And he did a really good job with that. And then in the third quarter, he balanced it out. Yeah. He did both being aggressive and, uh, getting his teammates involved. And it was, it was good to see. I also don't want to forget Porzingis.
0: Okay. So somebody, um, sent me a message on Twitter and asked this question. Is Porzingis now their third star? No. Okay, but just for right now.
1: No, because Tim Hardaway has not solidified himself as a star. Okay. So, so he has Porzingis to is longer. still okay. their second best player. I know he's struggling. Yeah,
0: and this isn't like to trash him or anything. Like, he, I don't think he's a bum or that he sucks no, or that. He's, no, he's no, no. struggling right now, and I think... He's losing his confidence with every game. But I think he'll he'll get back there. And at the very least, you have to believe he has the talent to get back there. So I don't mean that uh, Porzingis sucks. But just for right now, he's not really the second guy.
1: Which I think he may not see it. It's kind of a blessing in disguise that you have Luka. Mm-hmm. Because if he were back on the Knicks and he's trying to recover from a torn ACL with that team trying to win... It would just be a terrible situation. Yeah. So here he is able to learn Carlisle's really restrictive flow offense, which is like an (laughs) oxymoron. Um, He's trying to learn how to play with Luca. He's trying to learn how to play in the league again after missing so much time. And he doesn't have that pressure that if he doesn't deliver, they're not going to win. Yeah. That pressure right now is on Luca. And and I think that's kind of the way Luca likes it anyways. So I thought he played well tonight. He had 15 points, only six rebounds. Uh, the Lakers are pretty big and physical. Yeah. And he got pushed around a little bit. You can still see that even next summer, he's got to put on some more weight. Yeah, he's he has got to get a little bit stronger. Yeah. He came into the league really, really scrawny. And so he had a good offseason, but he's got to do maybe one more offseason of just strengthening. So that way he's not getting pushed around. His shot looked better tonight. Uh, his rim protection is great. I still think he's going to be their second best player. Probably more closer to the end of the season. We'll see more of the Porzingis luca yeah. All Star tandem.
0: I just, I have to be patient with it. And that's one thing that it gets frustrating. And I'm not frustrated with Porzingis. I no. know he's trying, but yeah. the situation is frustrating. I just, I wish he could be that guy that we all you know, this duo that we dreamed about when they got him. And I think it's going to take a lot longer than
1: we hope. It's definitely going to be a season. Another thing I-, I love Porzingis. I love his attitude. It's not hard playing with. Lu- I mean, it's not hard. It's not easy to be the unicorn, all the attention, all the highlights playing in New York. You come to Dallas and it's the Lucas show.
0: No one talks. It's Lucas City.
1: Yeah. And yeah. you have to adjust to that as well, playing with not just on the court with Luca, but the off-the-court antics that happen. Not that Luca's well, not creating. Antics, yeah, but, but the, the, the show. The show of it. Yeah. Luca gets all the attention. And so he's kind of just, he's he's learning how to play a whole new city, a whole new team, a new environment. There's so many things that he's learning to adjust right now. And he's got a great attitude about it. He recognizes that it's gonna take time, even though at the start of the season he was getting frustrated. Yeah. I love his attitude. I think he's gonna be fine.
0: Yeah, I um I think it's just gonna take a lot longer than I wanted it to. Um, another thing I want to talk about in this game was the zone defense that they play yes. in the third quarter. I thought when you think about the turning point, I thought that was really it. They they did some other things differently, but honestly, I think the key was the zone defense because the Lakers, first of all, they didn't know what to do. And second of all, they don't, the way to attack the zone is to shoot threes. And if you don't have three-point shooters, yeah. then you're kind of, it's hard to do anything against it.
1: I thought it was a great coaching decision. I also liked having Maxi guarding LeBron.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. that.
1: And yeah. uh, I know one time LeBron got right around him, but I think Maxi's length and size and quickness, it kind of throws through LeBron off for a little bit. Now, at that point, the game was kind of getting out of hand anyways. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that they went into a zone. And to your point, and you can see the Mavericks have really been working on that. Yeah. On their zone defense and practice because it looked like a legit zone defense. Sometimes you see a team will throw out a zone. For
0: like one possession. And they're and like, crap, don't, we don't do, know what to do Yes, yeah.
1: and uh, And they don't execute it well. The yeah. zone is hard to play. Yeah, but it really helped prevent them from getting in the lane and force him to shoot threes. And like you said, they just don't have the three point shooters.
0: Yeah, there was one possession towards the beginning of them playing the zone where Anthony Davis ended up with a wide open three, and Mm -hmm. he shot it and swished it and was kind of you know feeling himself running back to the uh, to the other end. But then every other time down the court, he again had a, a three point shot, but he was really hesitant. He didn't want to take it, and it's like. Yeah, so you can take that one time. <laughs> if you're wide open, you have the confidence, but you don't actually want to do no, that. Like, that's no. not actually your game. And that's what the zone does. It's like, okay, maybe you guys feel like off of ball movement or whatever, you can hit a three here and there. But if you're forced to do it every possession, mm-hmm. you don't really want to do that.
1: Well, and it's different to do that against the Washington Wizards yeah, who have the worst defense in the league and you're going to get wide open three after wide open three than do it to a team that actually is good and has a winning record and is trying to prove themselves, mm-hmm. really. And uh, I think the Lakers, I think they're going to struggle a little bit just because their schedule is getting so tough and it's going to be a lot of road games. And that's enough La- Laker talk. Well, <laughs>
0: one more thing. So you brought up um, Maxi. Yes. Now, okay, obviously Dwight Powell started because he's the starter by default because, duh, he's their best player right now. So he should like obviously be starting. But um, one thing I was thinking during the game, I was like, you know, they should try Maxi on LeBron because mm-hmm. LeBron isn't 25 years old anymore. So you can't you don't really have to worry about his quickness or his speed. I mean, he's still a freak of nature, but he's not like that. And in terms of size, Maxi actually matches mm-hmm. up with him pretty well. And I was surprised to see them try it. And it actually kind of worked. worked. Uh, other yeah. than
1: one time where maxi just kind of got out of position and lebron yeah. went by him by the for the dunk he did a good job and maxi is is really quick leg of feet yeah like he's able to get in position he's stronger than he looks and he's really long his arms are really long i thought that if you if you play lebron with someone with size and mobility mm-hmm. they can do a really good job on him because his game is driving it and overpowering you
0: well, sorry. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, in, in and I know it's 20 years ago now, but back in 2007 when the Spurs played LeBron, it was Boris Diaz. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah,
1: and the strength and size of Diaz really f- frustrated yeah. LeBron.
0: Well, they did that Um, the next time that the Spurs and the Heat met up in the finals. Mm-hmm. And it's because LeBron, he is a better shooter now, but he would prefer to drive it. I mean, that's his strength, really. So... If you have someone that can play him out on the perimeter, but can kind of stay off and still has the quickness yeah. to stay with him, then yeah, he might shoot that. And if he gets hot, he can, you know, get on a roll. But really his game is to drive it. And that's one reason why I like Kleba so much is that he has that versatility. It's like he's a big man, so you know, he can play center or play down low and defend the rim. But if he gets switched, or if you need him to guard LeBron or a guy like LeBron, he can do that. And I thought in this game, you you saw that. Mm-hmm. And it actually, it worked really well. Uh, Powell did actually have a good game. but This was Powell's best game. I still don't think season. he should be starting. And that's all I want to say about that. Yeah.
1: And it's going to continue to happen. Yeah. So we just got to let it go.
0: Um, Dirk was at the game. How cool yep. was that to yep. see him?
1: It was awesome. He and said, he got a video again. I know. A video tribute. <laughs> yeah, I was it's like, like. He's been retired. Dude. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> and he got a standing ovation. He said. Um, You know, he's doing great and everything, but he said now that the season started, he misses it more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've heard that before with whenever players retire, the thing that they miss the most is just being in the locker room around the guys because Mm -hmm. you really form that bond. I mean, with specific guys, but also just the locker room, the team, having that camaraderie. I hear that's what players miss the most.
1: Well, and it's easier to say now that the Mavs are thirteen and six. If they were six and thirteen, yeah, he'd probably he'd be like, like "I'm yeah, loving I'm retirement." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but since the Mavs are good, and you know, to win is like the best thing to do in the NBA. Like when yeah. you're winning, life is great. And if he were playing and they were winning, it, it'd be awesome. But he just can't. He can't defend anymore. Well, yeah. Like he just you know, he <laughs> can't was make like a comeback. What Lucas yeah. said
0: about their defense, how it's improved, and he was like, Yeah, well last year we had Dirk, so yeah, we're better this year. <laughs> um, so like I said in the beginning, five thirty-eight has the Maz projected to win fifty-two games. And that was close to what I, I told I think you, you they were gonna projected. Win 50. Yeah. Yep. Um I don't know. I, I recently contribute to an article and my um, prediction was 48 wins. I mm-hmm. actually was going to say 47, but then I was like, no, nah, throw him a bone, give him another win. Do you think 52 is possible or are you kind of more around? Well, that's around... what they're on
1: pace for. Yeah, true. So, and, and they've had some, they've had some legit wins, you know, so, yeah. and, and another win that we don't talk about much because it was at home was against Toronto. Yeah. And Toronto's having a, a great year Well, that we was beat them at home. like
0: I said, the game where I thought it, I thought that was a turning
1: point. Yeah. So, and that was right after they lost to the Knicks. And since then, they've won seven of eight or something like that. Yeah, seven of eight. So, no, I I think they're going to win 50. I thought that before the season started. Of course, even I didn't know Luca was going to be this good. I thought it was going to be more of a combination of Luca and Porzingis. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, so if you thought they were going to win 50 and you see now how they're doing that, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like – but did you really think they're going to win fifty? Because it's th- cause then you would well, have to predict that Luca was going to do this.
1: No, I predicted that
0: it would be more at Porzingis. In order for them
1: to be a good team or make the playoffs, that Porzingis and Luca would have to combine for fifty points a game.
0: True. Yeah, I remember that. Whether
1: that was Luca at twenty eight and Porzingis at twenty two, or both at twenty five, whatever. They're not close. Well, they're 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 at forty seven or something right now because Luca's like averaging that, thirty. Yeah. And Porzingis is over seventeen. Yeah. Okay. I think he's right at seventeen points a game. So they're close to that. Yeah. And that's what I think they're going to have to do. And now what helps is Tim Hardaway is playing better.
0: Yeah, that's another piece Um, of it.
1: But Luca, not just scoring, he's just it's he's making it look easy out there. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think they're going to win fifty games.
0: Yeah. I am still for some reason I feel uneasy about it. But we're now like you said almost twenty games in like this is who you are yeah. not a lot is going to change unless you have major injuries or things like that but this is this is who they are
1: yeah and if you look at their next four games it's it's not I know their their December schedule is one of the worst or the I think it is the most difficult in the NBA hmm. if not the most difficult it's one of them but they have uh, at Pelicans which is very winnable the pelicans just aren't very good this year then you have Timberwolves at home pelicans again at home Mm -hmm. and then the kings at home they really should win all four of those if they were going to lose one to be the first game in new orleans because they just had a huge emotional win against the lakers and then they got to fly all the way to new orleans gonna have tired legs on the road
0: it's on tuesday though so they'll have well first of all this evening since it was an early game it might help and and they,
1: they they're feeling real motivated right now so they might have to grind one out there but they could very easily win the next four and then they have the Pistons on the road. Yeah. So they their record should look really good before they have three straight or four five straight games of really tough teams. And they have the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers and Raptors or Heat also before the Bucks.
0: So since we're talking about their upcoming schedule, um another thing I wanted to get into was your article on the top 5 games of the month for December. Um, just like the most important games or the games to watch that should be exciting or interesting. So you listed five in this article. It's on DallasHoopsCast.com if you want to go in and read the full article. This Lakers game was actually on this list. Um, You projected the Mavs to lose. I just want to point that out, (sighs) lack of faith. Um, But I wanted to pick out each one of ours, uh, like, our most important game of the month. And then, like I said, you can read the full article on DallasHoopsCast.com. So mine from this list it would be uh, Mavericks at Bucks. That's on December 16th. And the reason why I pick it is because Giannis is not necessarily leading the MVP race, but he's up there depending on the day. And depending Luke, on
1: who you ask. As yeah.
0: <laughs> and Luca is, is also up there too, depending on the day or depending on who you ask. And so... I kind of just want to see, I I don't think it'll be a matchup defensively. I don't think they're going to guard each other, but just, you know, for the game, I want to see what Giannis does. I know that Luca probably sees that as a, as a big opportunity Mm -hmm. too. So I think it'll be an exciting game. I don't think it's any sort of foregleam in terms of like, obviously playoff matchups or anything like that, but just for that, that battle, I think it'll be a a fun
1: game. Well, it's, it's the future of the NBA. Yeah. It's a, Luca versus Giannis, you know, the two guys that are projected to be the, you know, face of the NBA or faces of the NBA for the next 10, 15 years. So I don't know, I I think uh, Milwaukee is such a good team. You know, they've had one of the most difficult schedules to start the season and they still have, let me see what their record is right now, 17 and three.
0: Yeah, They've won
1: 11 in a row.
0: (laughs) They're number one yeah, they're number one in net rating. Mm-hmm.
1: They're and they've had the one of the toughest schedules.
0: They're fourth in defensive rating, mm-hmm. and they're third in offensive rating. Yes. I mean that's insane. So
1: <laughs> they, to me, are probably the front runners to win it all. I mean, yeah, I it, mean, I don't see how, unless and, and you know. To me, it's it's gonna be Boston Clippers finals.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Both teams have really good defenses. The
0: Raptors are good this obviously. Yeah. I mean, unless the Jazz came back from being no, down no, forty, no, no, but no. the Raptors are actually very good this year. They
1: are, but they just don't have that guy. And I, with all due respect to Pascal Siakam, he hasn't done that yet. True. And until he does it, he's gonna be doubted. True. And uh, I'm gonna go with Giannis in in that matchup, especially yeah. since Kawhi is gone.
0: Yeah. So I think it'll be a fun game. You have them projected to lose. It's on the road. It's in Milwaukee. So it will be a tough game.
1: I think you'll see a lot of the same style defense that uh, the Lakers did, that the the Clippers did. And it just depends on how the Mavericks adjust to it. But I mean, you're asking them to go into Milwaukee against a team that's 17-3, and has... one of the best offenses and best defenses, top five in both, Yeah. and to win that game.
0: And I mean, like we said, the Mavs have some big wins, like the Rockets, Nuggets, Raptors, Lakers, but they've also lost to some really good teams, so you're not really sure yet.
1: And that would undoubtedly go as the best win of the season if they won it. That's how difficult it would be to go into Milwaukee and win. But you are looking at the faces of the NBA. Yeah. With that one. Okay, um, so
0: that's mine. What's your I'm most gonna pick supportive?
1: Boston because I don't like Boston. I don't like the fact that they beat us uh <laughs> yeah. in in Boston. I do not like Jason Tatum. If you've listened to this podcast, how people are gonna say, He's averaging twenty one points a game. <laughs> Give the man some respect. I you're averaging twenty one points a game. Your shooting percentages isn't very high. You advanced stat wise are not very good. You're actually a negative yeah. on offense.
0: He's shooting below forty-one percent for the season. Yeah, that's actually not good at all. No, it's yeah. not.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. in fact, I I believe Jalen Brown has been better than Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown Tom has Tatum. actually surprised me. Now, my 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 uh, ceiling for him was a lot lower. True. And he's certainly ex- exceeding that. He's averaging nineteen points a game, but he's doing it more efficiently. He's a much better defender. I like his game a little bit more. Jason Tatum, I think, is overrated.
0: So do you think the Celtics are not as good as their record? record? No,
1: I don't. Hmm. I don't think they're as good as their record. I think they are gonna feast off the East.
0: They're currently 13 and five. They just lost to Brooklyn. They
1: won tonight though, I think, to the Knicks. So they're 14 and five.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: but they're gonna feast on the Mm -hmm. East, so they're gonna win 55 games or 56 games or something stupid. Um, but I don't think they're as good as that record. I think when they face some of the other powerhouse teams, they're not going to be able to deliver as much. Jason Tatum is not that good. In my opinion, I just don't like them. Um,
0: it sounds personal. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the fact that Jason Tatum went what over 18 or something. I think he got a little remember, yeah. intimidated by Luca. You know, because people were saying that is
0: true. Yeah, you know,
1: people were saying that Tatum was going to be the face of the NBA. Well,
0: Luca put that to rest.
1: Oh yes, quick quickly last year. Yeah. last year. Last year he put I mean, it to rest,
0: even more so
1: this year. And I think Tatum got a little intimidated. Luca came there, put up thirty something points, and you know. Yeah, just, Tatum. I
0: think he was zero for eighteen at yeah, some point, and he, 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 he struggled. Yeah, he got like two shots. Yeah, their losses have come to the Nuggets, the Clippers the Kings and the Sixers mm-hmm. and their wins are not good teams. The only like the good Knicks team, twice. Yeah. The only really good team they've bought uh, beat were the Mavericks, the Raptors, um, all at home. And that's really it.
1: Yeah. And both of those were at home.
0: Yeah. So, and they've, yeah. And all their other wins are against, like, mediocre to sucky teams. But
1: in all honesty, it's it's personal for me. It's personal. It's personal. Yeah. You know, if you ask a Celtic fan, they're going to win the championship. Yeah. But you ask me, I think they're going out in the first round. In yeah. fact, they ain't even making the okay. playoffs. Okay,
0: okay. So, your prediction Boston. in the article is that the Mavericks will win big. Big.
1: I think it's going to be a blowout. Is
0: that, again, just personal? No, I think the Mavericks <laughs>
1: offense at home against yeah, mediocre a, teams. Yeah, it or, is a home game. You know, Boston may come in as a good team, but at home, Dallas offense, it's just, it overwhelms you. Yeah. And uh, they'll, they'll score 130 points or something like that and probably blow them out. Now, that's just a dream and a prediction. They could very easily lose it, but I'm going predict, to predict the Mavs win.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I could see them winning. I mean, especially since when they lost to the Celtics. That was pre turning point Raptors game. Mm-hmm. So at that point they were pretty inconsistent. Well we still didn't had to show up in big moments. And that
1: was the game where Luca sat because the very next night they played the Knicks. Or the next oh, game they played the Knicks. But was that was the game that Lucas sat for like the seven minutes of the fourth quarter. He came in at the five minute mark or something oh, okay. like that. And he had two points and he looked all discombobulated. He wasn't in yeah. the flow of the game. And all that. And everybody was just so frustrated on on the Twitters Twitters. and in the potties (laughs) that, uh, you know, Carlisle's minutes and rotation and stuff were were starting to get frustrating.
0: Yeah. So the Mavericks, I think, are a different team. And so I think they can beat them. I don't think it'll be a a blowout, but I think it could be a win. Um, So those are our two most important games of the month, aside from this Lakers game, which was also on this list. You can see the full list. Again, it's at DallasHoopsCast.com. Let us know what you think are the biggest games of the month. Um, You can send us a message on Twitter, at DallasHoopsCast. I'm at underscore Sydney Myers. Martin is at Martin L. Myers. I didn't do the intro with all of the stuff. Yeah, it was
1: nice. Yeah, anyways. Kind of just flowed right into the... uh podcast
0: yeah well i didn't have my notes in front of me mm. so i just i forgot what i usually yeah. say but anyways um those are our thoughts on the game definitely a big a big win uh like i said as, soon as I mentioned on twitter let you, let us know what you think of the game of the zone defense of dwight powell unless you think he's good
1: just <laughs> don't say
0: anything yeah um but yeah i think that's it oh anything okay. else nope yeah um thank you guys so much for listening uh, remember to leave us a rating or a review you if you're should do what on you do in the beginning thanks for where listening. you didn't
1: do anything and then just kind of thank that you now. for listening just you do can... like in the movies they just hang up without saying goodbye. They never say
0: bye on they never say goodbye before hanging up the phone. Hang up.
1: Uh,
0: You can follow us on the show on Twitter <laughs> fail <laughs> listen to new episodes uh, and read exclusive articles at dallashoopscast.com I'm at sydney underscore sydney myers that's at martin l myers you can follow the show on twitter at dallas hoops cast
1: I'm walking away thank
0: you guys so much for listening <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode bye oh